everybody. <laughs> hey, everyone. Ooh, I'm Hi. up in the first two seconds. I, well, I was already talking, and then we started recording. Yeah, that's my bad. But welcome back to Finders Keepers. Um, Riley and I have already had our usual um, catch-up, uh, half-hour, 45-minute catch-up. So, yeah. W- yeah, I'm Riley. Oh, yeah, and I'm Meredith. <laughs> Oh. And we are your hosts. Your hosts. A Finders Keepers. Hostess with hostesses with the most this is. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a bad joke. That's okay. what they call us. That's what they call us. <laughs> yeah. So, um Riley, have you had yes. any Finders Keepers this week? I certainly have. Let me let me think about it. So I actually went thrifting yesterday, mm-hmm. went to Mega Thrift, my favorite thrift store in Winston. For the items, not for the prices. Uh, I just feel like they have a lot of 90s and early 2000s pieces mm-hmm. that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went yesterday with um, one of my, my mentors in life. Shout out to Alice. <laughs> and I had a good old time. I had a very large haul. Some good success. My favorite pieces from yesterday, I found an 80s Nike windbreaker jacket. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. And I would have thought that would be an item that they would upcharge a little bit. Just mega thrift upcharges prices a lot. But it was only $6. Mm. So that was, a, that was a fun find. It's very retro. Like very back to the future looking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, oh, I found two coach purses yesterday also. Like real. baguettes? Yeah. Like mm. those like early 2000 styles. And then personally, items that I found that I really liked. Um, I found this like purple velvet 90s casual dress. I think it's handmade, but just by, like, the stitching and the silhouette and, like, the quality of fabric. You can tell that it's, like, from the 90s or early 2000s. And it's very Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So I'm a big fan of that. You said something about Sabrina the Teenage Witch last week, too. I know. She's just been a big style influence for me. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. Um, okay, cool, cool. I don't... Yeah, some, some solid pieces. think that I've... I've bought a couple things new, but I haven't mm. hit any of the spots this past week because I'm trying not to spend as much money. Mm. <laughs> um, but I did. We'll be getting that design archives payout soon. Yeah, that's true. I did order a pair of je- jeans that are like so. Everyone knows that skinny jeans are out. Right, skinny jeans are for, for millennials, which I do self-identify as millennial, so I still do. That's so funny jeans. because I think objectively you're not a millennial. Well, I'm a cusper. Okay, but I identify more with millennial than Gen Z. Fair, yes. Okay, so I still own skinny jeans. Like I still think that like they look better with certain tops that I own you know I think that it just makes a look and Mm -hmm. I don't want to wear like baggy jeans like all the time because I do have a lot of baggy jeans because I do think that they're also flattering on my body but sometimes I just don't want to look a little bit more polished than wearing my baggy jeans okay naturally yes but everyone here in Italy wears the same style of jean that is a high waist with a really cinched waist Mm mm-hmm and then it's, like, a slow flare out. So, mm-hmm. like, you don't even get much definition on your on your butt. You just get a really small waist. And it's not, like, a super flare, but it definitely flares out at the bottom. 
And I ordered a pair of jeans like that this week. And, like, thank God they fit. Because I get so nervous ordering pants online. And I was really nervous that they weren't going to fit. But I followed the measurements as closely as I could. And luckily, I ordered a size that fit. But now, I wore them, like, two days in a row. Like, not whole days, you guys know. But because, like, washing your jeans, like, just makes them not as... When you wash your jeans, they lose their shape. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you've watched Queer Eye, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. So, like, at the end of one episode, Antony is like, if you don't want to wash your jeans but they smell bad, just put them in the freezer. Have you ever heard this? Mm-mm, no. So, like, the whole thing with, like, not washing your jeans is because, like, the cotton molds to the, your, the right. shape of your body. So, like, every time you wash them, it shrinks back up again. So, they don't fit the same, and you're just going to have to, like, go through the same process over and over again. It also breaks down the fabric faster and, like, removes the dye, the dye color. So, if they're dyed, like... A really dark blue or black like it'll start losing the color faster if you wash your jeans a lot so I mean I wore them like out two nights in a row and I can already tell that they're really stretched out and I wish that I had bought one size smaller bummer but it's okay oh I'll, it'll be fine it's more comfortable that they're a little big so that they're not like you know, just, like, sucking you in just so hard. But, like, by the end of the night last night, I felt like I was pulling them up a lot because I also had to cut off six inches. Yeah, you you told me that. I also had to cut... So these were, like, raw hem jeans. So, like, I had to cut off, like, six inches because I'm a short... And by the end of the night, like, they were falling down a little bit on my hips. So I kept on having to pull them up, and they got, like, a little dirty on the bottom because... Oh. Yeah, I might just need to cut them off. Like I was about to say, just cut off another half inch. <laughs> Give so, them a little haircut. Yeah, I might have to cut them off a little more. But um, they looked really good. And then I also got a little... Um, oh my god, everyone here wears fanny packs. But like the crossbody fanny pack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I found this little purse that's kind of like baguette, like 90s, like Y2K, whatever style, which is not my style. Like, Riley knows this. That's just, like, not me. But I found this really cute one at a store, just like, you know, there's, like, with these weird, like, non-branded stores in Europe. And it's black, and it has, like, a crossbody strap that can go really short or really long. And then it's got also a little, like, silver chain on it that you could use as just like a over-the-shoulder bag yeah trendy or I use it as a crossbody and it hits right under my boob when I wear it as a crossbody so mm-hmm. it's like functions as a fanny pack but doesn't look like one stylish and I just love it I wore it out on Friday and Saturday night and it was so convenient and like your hands free that way. It's not like you're keeping like a bag on your shoulder. So you can have a drink in each hand. Yes. With your bag across if, your chest. If if you want to. Um and I also was like because I'm very paranoid about like people going into my bag. Yeah. And like with it right here under your chest, like you would They'd know, have to be really brave. You wouldn't know if somebody was trying to get into your bag. So Do they call um, it fanny pack in Europe? There's no way. No. Would a bum bag? 
I, I, I don't know the word in Italian. And my French friends, I, I haven't heard them use a specific word. I think they just call it like body bag. Okay. Yeah. That makes so, sense. Or something like that. Um, but yeah, so those were my exciting new purchases. Those are very exciting. Look at you assimilating. Mm, assimilating to the local style. I'm trying. It's... It just... I just, like, don't like anything that I own anymore. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Style fluctuates. I just also feel like... Um, I didn't bring enough. I feel like I'm wearing the same, the same thing so much. Also... You know that brand, <laughs> I got corrected on this yesterday, that brand, that's a fast fashion brand that starts with a B. Bershka? Yes. Bershka. I thought it was a Berksha. <laughs> I think you said that last week and I, just, I didn't say anything. I was like, she'll figure it out. <laughs> and someone corrected me and I was like, wait, what? And it was like the, the Berenstein, Berenstein bear. Oh, it was yeah, like yeah. the same thing. And I was like, how have I never notice that man my bad i shouldn't i should have told you but i was like no nah, it's cute it's endearing first car oh my god yes i just well now no, you know no one make that mistake <laughs> because i look like a fool <laughs> um yeah so um i love a good tangent in this first portion but um yeah, I think those were my um, finders keepers um, of the week that nice. I did not buy secondhand, unfortunately. That's okay. Moving on. Good finds. <laughs> good good investments. Yes. Okay, what did you Smile. want to talk about? <laughs> so let's transition. Okay. I only have two notes, and I already told you what my notes were. Do you have anything that comes to mind that you would like to talk about before we, before we address the haters? No, because I'll probably have a lot to say to the haters, so. Okay, yeah. We've, so we've... We've talked about this before. I think like episode 13, this came up. Um, and this comes up a lot even after then and before then. But just the ethics of thrifting, ethics of reselling, it's a it's a hot topic, you know? And so I've been taking the TikTok, taking the social media. And one of my favorite things to watch on TikTok are like the thrift hauls that people do. Yeah. Same ideas on YouTube, but I like the TikTok orientation of them. It's like just seeing everything to get at once. It's really fun. So I've been doing my own little TikTok thrift hauls and a few of them have gotten a lot of views and with a lot of views come a lot of people and a lot of people's opinions and a lot of people's comments. Yeah. So the nature of being an influencer, I've got some haters now. <laughs> um, that's how you know I've made it. Yeah. But yeah, I've gotten a lot of comments recently specifically on like one or two videos that have gotten more views than others. Um, it's been a lot of the same commentary also. The idea that people going into thrift stores to buy to resell are taking away from low-income people that need those op or need those options um, from the thrift stores in terms of clothing and whatever necessities. Um, and also just reselling slash pricing for reselling has, has gained some criticism. Um, not just to me. I think literally anybody that posts a thrift haul on TikTok will get these comments if they get enough views, but the commentary that I apparently purchase items for three to five dollars a piece and then sell them for upwards of forty, which is not true. That's not how I price my items. But um, I've gotten some comments like that. So 
I thought we could go on here and really hash it out and talk about the ethics of thrifting and what it means to resell and kind of what goes into that. But I have like already posted a few responses to that on TikTok, but you're only limited to like three minutes and this is a, a much longer than three minute conversation. Right, so. right. So like Riley obviously sent me like the original video that she, or I saw it on Instagram, whatever. I saw the reel or the, yeah. you sent me the, the original video. And yeah. then like she started showing me all these comments and I was just like, what? And yeah, then, let's really paint the picture. I think I was talking in some generalities there. Yeah, no, say some of the um, the comments that yeah. were um, forceful. Do you think aggressive? Aggressive. 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 Um, yeah. So I I posted one video in particular of me going to Mega Thrift, my favorite thrift store in Winston, mm -hmm. but also not the cheapest thrift store in Winston. I was just telling Meredith that. I think the cheapest item I've ever gotten, or the cheapest item from a standard haul is usually $5. I think like a top is usually around $4.99, but dresses at Mega Thrift are between $8.99 and like $15. Yeah. Like that's usually the standard for Mega And then if it's any sort of brand. Oh yeah, they like really upcharge. Any sort of modern, like even like a J. Crew dress mm -hmm. at Mega Thrift's like might be $20 or $22. They have like designer better section. quote yeah. unquote better, better quality. quality section yeah so like a lands end cardigan what would be 449 at goodwill they would charge 799 for it at right Minecraft. and again but and taylor or j crew or yeah. any stuff that like banana republic stuff that i call like very middle like middle like working class like quality items will yeah. be upcharged a lot like business casual brands or even like Lily Pulitzer or Vineyard Vines if that's like mm -hmm. more your thing like that'll also be like upcharged a lot too yeah so I have been going to Mega Thrift nearly every week every other week um to specifically shop for boxes because I know the sections there really well so mm -hmm. when I'm shopping for bundles I know exactly where to find something that I would want for a bundle in Mega Thrift whereas yeah. I feel like Goodwill is very hit or miss yeah um but I've been choosing Megathrift to shop for bundles in particular and also when I'm looking for dresses because mm -hmm. I've like had a lot of special events coming up in my life recently mm -hmm. that require me to find some dresses. So I've been looking for things like that and I went a few weeks ago and was just really hitting the jackpot. Yeah. I found so many great dresses, like completed shopping for a few bundles all in one trip yeah. and I ended up spending over $200 yeah. at this Megathrift and I think I got over 30, between 30 and 40 pieces in right. this one trip. And I was very excited about this haul, so I did a little TikTok for it, recorded all the pieces that I, or most of the pieces that I got, and put it on TikTok. And then I specifically, like, I'm not trying to gatekeep thrift stores, like, people should be shopping at thrift stores, so I tell people, like, what city I'm at, what the store is, um, mm -hmm. how much each item costs, so I'm very transparent about the, about the fact that this haul total was $200. Yeah. So I shared that with the people, and then some of the comments that I'm get, I got, I will share them now. If you have $200 to spend on clothes, you shouldn't be going to a thrift store. Nope. That's one. Imagine reselling clothes that are for people that don't have a lot of money for $30 plus. Wait, I have a question about that one. Did, yeah. did you say, and I can't remember off the top of my head, did you say in the video that it was for reselling? No. So that was like a very big assumption that they made right there that you just like weren't going and just like buying them all for you. Do you get what I'm saying? No, oh, yeah, that it was very assumptive. I mean, I granted I do have my deep pop linked into my bio of TikTok. So right. it's like, 
a safe assumption, but not every piece in that video is being resold. Right. But exactly. also, there's nothing wrong with me reselling every one of those pieces. Correct. And we'll get into that momentarily. Yes, 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 yes. I was just pointing out, like, I think that that's a little bit mm -hmm. presumptuous. Yeah. And then another comment, all this stuff, same same ideas, all this stuff for like $5 just to be sold for 40 And then I actually responded to that before I recorded a video and I said, I actually try to keep my prices pretty affordable. I price everything between $15 and $30 mm -hmm. on my Depop, mm -hmm. unless it's like a designer item or it came from my closet and I had paid more for it initially. Right, right. Or if it's leather and it's going to cost me more to ship it. Right. Um, so like different factors, but... A top, if I buy a top for $5, I try to keep like a times three formula to make a little bit of money back. Mm -hmm. So if I bought a top for $5, I'll maybe price it for like between five and 18. So five I have like a four. You mean 15? I mean 15, and 15 and 18. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, 15 to 18. Um, and then another comment. This is, this is a crazy one. <laughs> um, so when the, when the person had said, if you have $200 to spend on clothes, you shouldn't go to a thrift store. That's so insane. Why, well, why would you not? Like, anyway, or, but I responded or, to that and I said, why not? $200 at the thrift store goes a lot further than $200 anywhere else. And I like vintage clothes. And then two people responded to me there and said, the thrift store has cheap clothes because it's meant for poor people, not resellers. That's offensive. And two, because you're taking away from people who actually need the clothes and just to resell them too, that's worse. Okay, I, I have a question before we get deep into the unpacking mm -hmm. those couple comments. Number one, if you put the word consignment store where they used thrift store, mm -hmm. would that still be acceptable to say? No. Because, I mean, I mean, like, people are like, oh, like, poor people only shop at consignment stores, or poor people only shop at vintage stores, or poor people only shop at Play-Doh's Closet. Like, no. Like, it's it's all secondhand clothing. I like, know. It, I, I just... And honestly, most of the stuff that I buy at the thrift store probably costs more than what you would buy at Plato's Closet. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I don't under... Like, sorry. That was just, like, one thing I noticed in that specific one. Like, if you put any other sort of secondhand clothing... Yeah. Like, oh, um, only... Shopping on Depop is only for poor people. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because the thrift stores that I'm going to, they're not, they're not really priced with low-income people in mind. Like, granted, you're not spending twenty dollars for a shirt like you would like maybe Target. It's cheaper than that, but it's like, it's not two dollars per shirt, right? Yeah. But anyway, there's there are a lot of places we could start with this. So, um, <laughs> let's first start with the idea that people who are not quote unquote low income, which is another assumption that they're making about me, as if. And I, I talked about this also, as if I'm not in tens of thousands of dollars right, in as, debt. As if you're, like, rolling in the dough and making, like, 100K plus a year. Like, so, yeah. I'll, I'll start by saying Ali Vera on YouTube has a really good video about this. That I, It's, like, really well supported. She links all of her sources. And she talks about both sides a lot. Like, she really counter-argues her own points. So it's a really good video if you want something that feels more unbiased. So, <laughs> yeah. This is something she talked about a lot. The idea that people shopping in thrift stores takes away from low-income people that need access to those items. Right. That is not true at all. There are no sources, studies, evidence to support that that is true because there's so much excess in North America specifically 
thrift stores will never run out of anything. And I said this too, I think, I think the statistic is that 20% of clothing that is donated gets put onto the floor. The other 80% gets either discarded, incinerated, throw away, sent to the landfill, sent to the bins, whatever. Yes. But it's, it's not even made available to people. So the idea that we are taking, or anyone shopping in the thrift store is taking away from somebody else is simply not true. Right. Nobody's taking away from anyone. Right. There is no limit to any product. Now I will say, and I said this in the part two of my response on TikTok, but there are specialized sections that maybe regionally have different demands or they don't get pushed out onto the floor as often as others. So that's mean like maybe winter clothing, children's clothing, plus size clothing. Um, so because of that, like I'm not going to resell from those sections because maybe those are sections that people are going to that they couldn't find something right away if they wanted to in any thrift store. Mm. So I'm sensitive to that. I do understand that. I would like, even argue like the children's section probably more than any. Um, yeah. Just because like kids grow so fast and that's mm-hmm. just like a something that I feel like is always needed for children. Yeah. So I think that like going to the children's section and like I've t- we've talked about this exactly before and like finding baby tea like quote unquote like mm-hmm. baby tea quote unquote baby tea like yeah. I don't really necessarily think is appropriate because in that sense there might actually be and usually the children's sections are a lot smaller than the adult sections yeah in every thrift store that i've been in my region of north carolina the and granted it's because the garments are smaller but like still and also they get worn a lot more so you go through the children's section of thrift stores and you'll see a lot more with stains or holes or wear because children are wearing them out. They're right. playing in them. Right, exactly. So, so it's hard that to find is that a little kind bit of different. new quality. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I did preface with that, but coming back to it, when I buy 10 women's tops from the adult section, in the two hours that I'm at the thrift store, if I put 10 of those tops in my cart, they've already put out 50 more. Right. In the time that I'm literally. there. So literally. <laughs> I'm, I'm not making a dent. Nobody is making a dent in the thrift store with any of their purchases. Mm-hmm. So, like, the people should be buying as much as they want or need. They shouldn't be overconsuming because of, like, a, be, from the sustainable point of view. Right. But they're not taking away. Nobody's taking away from anyone. There's plenty for everyone. Yes. Period. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty for everyone. Yes. Um, and it only takes a few Googles to confirm that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. And because also, like, I found this, I think this was on a recent pre-love podcast episode, but there was this statistic, or it was something that Emily Stokel posted, that, like, the average American will th- throw away or donate i'm using quotation marks throw away or donate 80 pounds of clothing per year mm-hmm. 80 pounds like that's like a a teenager like in weight like yeah an early high schooler late middle schooler yeah like that much clothing per person in america it and i mean how can you ever not have surplus in that yeah. scenario no definitely And then thinking about the kind of follow-up comments to that where it's like only poor people should shop at thrift stores. If only low-income people were shopping at thrift stores, they would go out of business. And then what options would low-income people that need those lower price points have? 
if thrift stores went out of business because only low-income people were shopping there, where would they buy their clothes? Like, thrift stores rely on business from all sorts of demographics, all sorts of community levels to keep the business side of thrift stores afloat because thrift stores are businesses. Yeah. They need as much traffic and business as possible to keep the doors open. Right. And then I also, um, we've talked about this before, but the fact that, I'm not saying all of them because there are definitely many thrift stores for profit. Mm -hmm. But... Many thrift stores are also, like, for a charity, i.e. Salvation Army, Goodwill, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, St. Vincent The church basement. Yeah, ch- church, church basement. basement. <laughs> and, like, those people are also relying on customers to come in and not only keep the lights their on, mission. but yeah. have money to spend to go towards whatever mission that they're doing. So if you're not getting people from, like, all demographics who can afford to spend money at a thrift store, buying product, buying, um, rounding up, making donations, buying product from the thrift store, then, like, they won't have any money to go towards their charity. Mm -hmm. So that's also, like, a, a fault in that person's argument, I believe. Yeah. And then coming coming back to the the comment of you're taking by you buying that you're taking away from somebody that needs it. I want to supply some more details here that all of my thrift stores or thrift stores all of my thrift halls consist of about fifty percent sheer slip dresses, like nipples out kind of <laughs> clothing. Yes. The yeah, it's. <laughs> It's not like you're taking winter boots or winter rain boots. I'm not taking away. Or mittens or... um, If if any person, if any customer at a thrift store was, quote unquote, taking away anything, a mesh booby top would not be considered a necessity that I'm denying of other people. So I just thought there's a little bit of irony in that. Yes. Or not even irony, just absurdity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even, even though I say that people buying from thrift stores aren't taking away from anyone, especially in Winston-Salem because, and I had mentioned this too, there are two thrift stores in Winston. They're like the kind of church basement thrift stores. Two of them only accept donations two days a week because they're already overflowing and they don't have enough room to store more Or staff. Or staff. Or staff. Yeah. Yeah. They simply don't have enough. And then I was at, or they simply have too much. Yeah. So, again, my 30-item thrift haul is not making a dent. And then the t-shirt junkie next to me, his 80 t-shirt haul is not making a dent either. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, wow. It's just, yes. And that just makes me wonder, like, how much a lot of these people who are commenting about like, engaging with this post you made in a negative way, like, how much they actually know about the thrifting and secondhand clothing industry, because it just seems like a lot of hoopla about something that um, they don't know about. Yeah, I mean, that's evident by the content of their comments, but, and then coming back to the one that was like, if you have $200 to spend, you shouldn't spend it at a thrift store. Why not? More... First okay. of all, more bang for your buck, are you saying because 
well, it's assumptive to say that I have this money to spend because it's not disposable income for me. Yes. I'm not buying this because I can and because I want to spend $200. Like, it's a bang for your buck situation. Mm. And just because you have money does not mean you should throw it away. Like, that's kind of what I was gathering from that. Like, you have $200. Well, you should spend $200 at a place that's expensive, not at a place that's inexpensive. That's really absurd. I think that that's also absurd. But even so, not that this is, again, this is not an excuse. This is just background information. But even if this was not my situation, that would still be okay. Um, I'm not spending $200 for myself because I feel like I want to go and drop $200 on clothing. Like, I'm investing in this for a business to hopefully make more money back. Because literally I'm paying off student loans. Like, that is what this is going towards. This is going towards future moving costs for when I don't have the job that I have. Mm -hmm. And paying off student loans. Yeah. Because currently, it'll take me about 25 years to pay off all my student loans. Right. So I'm thinking ahead, man. I'm... And I, like, I see the frustration of going on Depop and seeing something that you would maybe see in the thrift store for $80 listed on Depop. But also thinking about the effort that it takes to list on Depop. Because if you're saying 40, 30 or $40 is too much for a dress on Depop, you clearly have never tried to sell anything online before. Yes. Because like, the time that you were not. talking about this, the time it takes, okay, so like for me, the time it takes me to drive to the place, mm-hmm. the gas that it takes me to drive to the place, or like the Uber fees, or like however you're getting there, and then the time that it actually takes to go through the store and find and curate those items that um, you want to purchase at the thrift store, and then laundering, maybe paying for dry cleaning, mm-hmm. laundering, um, hand washing, mm-hmm. um, mending, obviously, or altering in any sort of way. Like, all that is time. And last time I t- checked, time is money. Yeah. And, not, and I'm not here doing free labor. Not to mention, I like, Depop fees or, like, obviously we have a space. So, like, the fees that get taken out by your... Um, like retail host provider, yeah. Let's yeah. let's say your host. Like you also have to put that into consideration on top of a, what you paid for the item and how much time you spent like doing it up. If it had a hole, how long did it take you? If it had a busted zipper, did you have to mm-hmm. pay for a new zipper to put in the item? Like just all this, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like the mending specifically is really important to me because I know how to sew. So that's not, like, something to write off when I find something in the thrift store that's damaged. Like, I see more opportunity in that Mm -hmm. because that's something that will turn off a lot of people in the thrift store. Seeing something that's stained or damaged, like, that kind of item is more likely to end up in the landfill at the end of the day because people don't want to deal with that hassle. I have the skills to deal with that hassle. So I will do it because it's one less piece in the landfill and I know how to fix it. So I will do that. So, like, the sewing takes a long time. Like, patching a hole like at least 15 minutes if it's like a wool sweater or something like yeah. to do it nicely and discreetly like takes time mm-hmm. and handiwork and it's like just yeah my time has value and I'm gonna say that my labor has value so I will price accordingly yeah but even then I price very cheaply according to those skills if I bought a dress for ten dollars and I'm selling it for 30 I'm not making too much back after that right Right. And I will also say, I don't think anybody listing on Depop is in the upper echelon or in the 1% 
And if they were, like, they wouldn't be listing on Depop because it's not fun. Like, taking listing photos, writing descriptions, taking measurements, like, that stuff's not fun. Right. It's demanding and it's required. Like, the fun part is probably sifting through the thrift store. And even then, that's really exhausting. Right. So, like, I do it because I'm trying to stay afloat. I'm not doing it because I'm trying to hoard good clothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about this before, like, at the University Goodwill, where we would go very often together. Sometimes I would just be so overwhelmed by, like, how much stuff is in there. Yeah. Like, you know when you, like, you can't get your eyes to focus on one thing because you're just so overwhelmed with, like, movement or people or objects around you? Like, that's how I often felt in that Goodwill because it's just, like, rows and rows and rows and rows and rows of clothing. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, how am I going to go through all this? And separated only by size, not even by color Color. or style. It's just, like, all the shirts thrown onto one rack. And they said, good luck out there, kids. (laughs) So, yeah. It's, yep. Yeah, I mean... I feel like it's like talking in circles at this point because it all comes back to if you don't buy it, it's going to end up in the landfill. Mm-hmm. And trust me, going into the thrift stores, there's so many different people there. Like we're not all shopping for the same thing. Right. So this idea that, and this is exactly what I said in, in my video, but like the idea that me buying this hot pink halter top is like snatching it out from the hands of somebody else. Have You've not been to the thrift stores in Winston-Salem then because me buying this extra small hot pink halter top, it's it's not being taken away from the 80-year-old woman in the aisle next to me. Yeah, exactly. Who's shopping for children's clothing and cardigans. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. We're not exactly. shopping for the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And even if they were, there would be a very similar top hitting the floor in the next two hours. Right, right. Because there's, there's so much stuff. Yeah, at that point, it's just coming back to the same points over and over again, and that's there's enough for anyone. And if you don't buy it, it's going to end up in the landfill or sent to a country and their landfill. Yeah. Or incinerated and just destroying the planet. Yes. Man. All very true. It's rough, man. It's rough out here. All very true. Okay. But, so moving on to <laughs> yeah. our next topic of conversation, with which Riley knows a lot more about, is new reselling apps. Yes, new reselling apps. So Prelude Podcast actually talked about this. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll round it up by saying, if you want to read more about the ethics or hear more, learn more about the ethics of thrifting and reselling, Prelude Podcast is a great source that connects to other sources. Mm. Um, they have a lot of, like, firsthand primary resource guests that know what they're talking about when it comes to sustainability. So that's a good resource. And then Ali Vera's YouTube video links to a lot of sources. It's also really good. Also, I think Again, this podcast is called Wardrobe Crisis. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. With Claire, and I can't remember what her last name is. She's a journalist. And, she, and she's actually been on Pre-Love Podcast like a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is like an investigative journalist that really deals with like a lot of similar content that Emily Stokel does but I think a little bit more industry heavy less um I don't want to use the word content creator but like you know like Emily tends to um 
interview people that have like a social media presence and like a store and you mm-hmm. know pe- and I think that Claire does more like industry based people like people who yeah. might not be so like social media facing or might have worked for fast fashion company XYZ or works on the back end of like some sort of like environmentalist movement or XYZ just kind of like different people than yeah. Emily and also Claire is I think that she's from the UK, so she also gets more of the European perspective, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think Emily um, gets a lot of the American perspective, which is also great. But yeah, just, I think you're right. But just kind of different content, so I would also recommend Wardrobe Crisis, which I'll tag in the description below. Yeah. So, okay, I'm thinking ahead already. I will start the, the new topic and then bring up the thought that I have. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there are some new resale platforms on the market. The first I learned about through Prelive Podcasts called Galaxy, and the other I learned about through Twinell on mm-hmm. Depop YouTube Instagram called Whatnot, and both of them are kind of similar. Um, they're both live stream based. They're different, but they're both live stream based. And Galaxy specifically, because I was listening to creators talk about this, on preload podcast is really cool because they're based in that live stream format because they feel like it's an easier way for the sellers to maintain some kind of identity and connection yeah. with their buyers like they're in real time talking to their buyers about the product so you get a little bit more of a human interaction that way instead of just somebody taking a top putting it in the package sending it to them like there's a little bit more of a connection base so i really like that and that kind of has more of a, a buy it now kind of option i've started looking into it and watching some of these live stream shows. So it's like, if you wanted to buy something on Depop, you would simply add it to your cart and check out. Galaxy has a similar format, but instead of clicking on a photo and checking out, you're tuning into the live stream and buying that photo, or buying that photo, buying that garment while the seller is holding it up and talking to you through this video. I have a question about that. Yes. I might answer it. I don't know. So does that mean that, okay, I'm just going to use the pink halter top example, okay? (laughs) So Riley is on this app and she's selling and she holds up pink extra small pink halter top, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if someone wants to buy it now, does that mean that you had to like make a listing for it and like yeah. do it, right? I that's what I don't understand. Yeah, there's it's hard to describe unless you're like looking at the app, but it's like a little graphic that pops up during the live stream that like the seller has to initiate to put it onto the screen during oh, the live okay. stream. Oh, kind of like, like a sticker. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Like a sticker that you could check out. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think that's really cool. It's just adding a more in the moment conversation mm. to the online shopping experience secondhand. Um, so that's a cool one. I applied to be a seller there. Because I like live stream. I like the format of live stream and talking to people. I do too. Yeah. And it's easier to answer questions about the garments that way. Yes. To like describe the fit, hold up a detail, show a specific stain spot kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like that idea a lot and I would love to be a seller there. And then even more enticing is whatnot, in my opinion, because it's similar. The seller is holding up the garment, talking about it in, in real time through the live stream, but it's auction based. So kind of like eBay meets an IG live sale. And you know, you know, I love eBay. I love the thrill of an auction of yeah. watching the timer count down and seeing congratulations, you won this item. I love that adrenaline rush. So the auction style really speaks to me 
And that's what Whatnot does. But Whatnot is more than just secondhand clothing. It is like basically just a collector's community. So they have auctions and sellers for Pokemon cards, sports cards, sports memorabilia, um, like action figures, and like t-shirts and secondhand clothing. So it's a lot wider of an audience. Okay. Um, but I feel like more engaged. Like I'll go into these whatnot auctions and I'll see the same 10 people in like every show that I tune into. And it's like, I'm in bidding wars with the same people every oh my night, gosh. like That's in different crazy. shows. So, but like, even though I'm saying that from like kind of a competitive point of view when it comes to me wanting to win this item, I feel mm -hmm. like that just further enforces the idea like that, that this is like a community sort of base. Like mm -hmm. I'm seeing the same people and engaging with the same people. Right. And like recognizing them. Yes. So I think that's just all the more, all the more evidence that these live stream communities like build, build a more tight knit environment mm. when it comes to those products. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. But thinking about the t-shirt community on whatnot, because that's, I think the most prevalent that I've seen in terms of secondhand clothing resell on that app mm. is a lot of like the t-shirt guys, you know, the type, if you're, if you're involved in secondhand clothing resale, you know, the t-shirt guys. And I was just thinking, I never see these t-shirt resellers get the criticisms that the quote-unquote Depop girlies get. That's and so interesting. I've, I haven't either. Yeah. And oh my God, t-shirt resale has been around for much longer than Depop girly resale. Like t-shirt reselling has been around for decades, like 80s, 90s. Yeah. And I can't help but or sneaker correlate that to misogyny. Or, well, sneaker reselling is a bit different because usually mm -hmm. that's you're buying at retail and then reselling it. Yeah. But it's like kind of the same idea. I mean, it's the same idea. You're reselling like, something. That's like, just kind of crazy for me to, to recognize now in this, in this half hour that the resale markets that are getting the most public criticism are the ones that are dominated by young women. Yes. Disappointed, but not surprised. Like, okay. So like how much, like if you're at the bins and like, you find, like, this holy grail, like, Rolling Stones t-shirt, right? Mm -hmm. And you're at the bins. That a shirt costs you, I don't know, 25 20 cents. cents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you're going to go and sell it for, I don't know, $500? Like, how is that? Like, Yeah, it's just I don't so know. fascinating to see where people choose to direct their energy and their criticism. It's this, literally the same concept, but... Granted, not, n neither of these parties should be getting the criticism that they're getting because it's unfounded and unsupported, yes. but that's, yeah, fascinating. Fascinating stuff, yep. I completely Disappointed agree. but not surprised. Yep, exactly. Disappointed but not surprised. <laughs> but yeah, I think Whatnot and Galaxy, they're both in beta on like pretty, pretty new apps, but I think really um, kind of genius in their their marketing and their their concept so i'd love to be a seller on both of them yeah make some friends yes that would be nice that yeah be nice. i got a and i got an aerosmith t-shirt from one seller i think it was like the vintage view or something i think that was the store's name um i got an aerosmith tour t-shirt from 2005 for ten dollars so shout out to them thank you and i think i've I got so many Aerosmith t-shirts at this point. It's like yeah. I need to get a new drawer just for my Aerosmith shirts alone. Oh. <laughs> but I like building up the collection, yeah. baby. Good, good. Yep, good yep. stuff. Knowing what you love. Yeah. And knowing where to find it. So 
I think that that's all that we had on the docket for this episode. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. If you want to... Yeah, feel free to engage with us on social media if, if you want some more details about any of this for their sources, you want to hash anything out. Conversation is open. Yes. As long as you understand what you're saying. Yes. Yes, and come from a place of constructive conversation and not just being critical. Yes. Uh, the life of being an influencer. No, we're not influencers. <laughs> I know, up. I'm joking. <laughs> That's another, I literally have like 900 followers on, on TikTok. It's crazy. And like what kills and me. And minuscule. Again, I don't have TikTok. But what kills me is that like these people just like commented on it and they don't even follow you. Like imagine just like going on some random girl's Instagram page and being like, no, like... <laughs> Just like, and also that's just the nature of TikTok because of the whole like for you page. But there's a for you page on Instagram. Like, imagine yeah. if you just like went on some like random girl's Instagram through your for you page and then just started slamming her in the comments. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's just the nature of social media. But I'll still be sharing my thrift haul. So follow me on TikTok if you want to see what I'm finding at Mega Thrift. Yeah, follow her on the talk. At Riley Prado. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah, not to be a downer this episode, man, but. <laughs> hey, I'm still living in Italy, so. <laughs> positives. Positives, even though it's a quite crap weather, but positives. And I'm going to make pasta tonight, so. Hell yeah. Because it's like a time. local. Like a, lo- like a local. Yeah. <laughs> On that okay. note, I'm yeah. hungry On and, that I note. Make, <laughs> and I want to make my pasta. <laughs> yeah, I've dragged out this conclusion. I'm Riley. And I'm Meredith. Thank you for listening to Finders Keepers. Follow us on Instagram at Finders Keepers Pod. Follow us on TikTok and Depop and uh, all of our social medias. Please. And subscribe. And subscribe and leave a review if you like us, but only if you like us. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>